Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting. than ever. Wait, don't be fooled. She's just a regular Malibu Stacy with a stupid cheap hat. She still embodies all the awful stereotypes she did before. But she's got a new hat. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Quotes that nobody gets anymore. Facebook page, nohomers.net, popculture.com.au and Podbean. I'm Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. Actually, can we do that intro? What intro? Just, just that little bit, the I'm Dando, I'm Mitch bit, please. Say it again. Yeah. I don't feel like I really nailed it that time. Can we just do it one more time? Just okay. just say I'm Dando or the whole thing? No, just, just from I'm Dando. The first oh, bit was okay, fine. It was okay. me that made the issue, oh, not okay, you. Okay, I just okay. need a lead in. I am Dando. I am renowned author Mitch Grinter. <laughs> there we go. Why, why are you <laughs> that's renowned? Got a, that's got a ring to it. <laughs> Tell the listeners why you're a renowned author. Well, if you didn't not listen, quite yet. Not, you're published yet. You're going no, to be, contract's done. If you didn't hear it last week, guys, uh, and you will this week and every week from now until probably Christmas and a little bit beyond, we are writing a Simpsons book. It is called Homer's Odyssey, an embiggened Simpsons guide. We're going to be covering basically from the beginning of the show. Our memories of it, the joy of watching The Simpsons. It's, it's all about kicking up nostalgia, but also a little bit of what... We're basically doing the podcast, but in book form. So we're going to be analysing the show. We're going to be fondly remembering the show. We're going to be trying our asses off to make you laugh while you read it. And it will be in stores in November. There is a pre-order link already available on Amazon. And a big thank you to Penguin Random House Publishing for making it, making it a reality. Nothing else I really need to say. Except that Patreons get access into exclusive... Um, drafts yeah. of the book, don't they? Yeah, so we're going to sort of drip feed a few little drafts. Uh, you can comment on those. You can give us some critiques. You can throw some ideas because it, we're still, like, we've got the the bones. We've got the framework of what the book is, but it's not too late for us to throw something in if we get a great idea and go, yes, excellent. What I've loved, a few people have emailed in, and so far, all of the suggestions that people have been saying, you guys, it'd be great if you could do this, was shit that we've already done. Or close which enough to, I love, yeah. so we're going to be... So far, it really seems like we're on track to, to give you guys exactly what you want. Yep, so send us an email, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. It's the books for you guys who so want to know what you would want in a Simpsons book. Also, we've got to, we should tell them that there's going to be exclusive interviews that haven't been on the podcast before. Which yes. Which crew. Yeah, really for. excited about this. few big-name directors of the show. That, but that's all we'll but say. Don't tell them too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. So, oh, before we get into the review as well, we have to thank our friends at Everything I Learned From Movies podcast. They are... Long-time sponsors of the show. We love their support. Check them out. If you love movies and you love beer, you're going to love these guys. Everything I learned from movies podcast. Stephen Izzy, absolute champions. Check their podcast out. Now, Lisa, I believe they've been going through a Fire in Ice series. So, movies oh, with fire okay. in the title from memory. I've listened to it for a couple of weeks. I see you're an avid fan though. Avid would be <laughs> <laughs> not the word that I was expecting to hear coming from your mouth, to be honest. Someone's been reading his thesaurus. So... Lisa versus Malibu Stacey, what were your thoughts? You know, I was looking forward to going back to watching it. So was I, but I kind of realised that I'd, I'd built it up in my head to be a little bit more than what it was. I like, was the opposite. I thought, oh, okay, so I thought good episode without it being a great episode. Mm-hmm. Not to, like, you know, I, it's like a solid B+. Plus. It's I was sort of, I'd watched it and I thought, you know what this is like? It's like your football team has blitzed the first five or six rounds of the season and, you know, they've they've beaten all comers. They're Geelong. And then, <laughs> please. And then they've come to like round seven or round eight. They're playing a lower a lower level, like a, a, a team that's a bit lower on the ladder. And they win, but maybe they win by 15 or 20 points. And you just go, oh yeah, 
they, they got the job done. And I think it's that case of like this season has been so great that this is like a little bit of a step backwards. We've become spoiled by the quality. A little bit. I felt the same thing this week watching um, Better Call Saul, actually, the, the latest Better Call Saul episode. Do you know I gave up after about four episodes of that show? Just, Fool! I don't know. Just no, it is as good, if not better than Breaking Bad. And mm. I promise you, as time goes on, it will become more apparent that it's better than Breaking Bad. But anyway, yeah, yeah the, the thing is like the last three or four episodes have been phenomenally great and then the episode this week just went back to being great and it was like ah good but it didn't I didn't feel like you were reinventing television again for me and that's kind of for me what Lisa versus Malibu Malibu Stacey was okay well I didn't think too much of it as a kid going back I found it funnier what I liked I thought Grandpa was the absolute star of this episode Mm -hmm. not Lisa I thought Grandpa he's he's B plot this is the funniest Grandpa's been to date I never, I completely forgot yeah. about his B plot. Comedy wise, he's the the star. Yeah, yeah, he's the funniest person in the episode. And also, as a kid, I always remembered Stacey Lavelle being more uh, negative and pessimistic than what she is. She's actually quite a nice person. Yeah, just, yeah she she throws forty six grand in the toilet for and, Lisa and, and doesn't take it out. on Doesn't her. take it out on her. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I still has the cynicism. To go, yes, <laughs> it'll all be worth it mm, as long as that little girl pays forty six thousand dollars for that doll. What? Never mind, Lisa. Good for you. So, it was much funnier than I remember it being as a kid. But as you said, not as good as what we've seen so far in season five. Mm. What was your favorite moment? Frisbee. Oh, yes, of course I've been is. waiting nine years to get my Frisbee back. You've been waiting nine years to say that quote. Oh. <laughs> my favorite side too. Both Grandpa. I love when he's ruining the rocket, the toy rocket. Yeah. I yeah. love the, the force. The yeah. And the uh, Grandpa in the car. Just the whinging in the back seat. Sure, a lot of ugly people in your neighborhood. Oh, look at that one. <laughs> <laughs> Something smelled like mustard, I think is another thing you said. Yeah. Anything like that. But I thought that was hilarious. I can't get out of my seatbelt. Yes. I can't, can't undo my seatbelt. <laughs> uh, too many leaves in your in your driveway. In your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> the follow, like the um you know, why is everyone getting away from me is because my haggard face reminds you of death. Well, yes, but there's more. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia. I have a few questions. Good. Uh what was Matlock opening? The grand opening of what? Geriatrics hospital. The geriatric, geriatric medicine center. Yeah, yeah same yeah. thing. Medicine center. Medicine. As opposed to hospital. Center for geriatric medicine is what it's technically okay. called. Um, which company did Abraham... Did Abraham, whoever calls him that. I've been watching too much Walking Dead. Which company did Abe use to send telegrams to Boris Karloff? I don't know. Western Union. Western Union. Who was he sending telegrams to? Boris Karloff. <laughs> Western Union. <laughs> But what's Boris Karloff famous for? Who is he famous for playing? Who is he famous for playing? Um, was Boris Karloff the mummy? The mummy in Frankenstein, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, who? Which Which company's executives did Lisa throw red paint on? Keebler? Keebler, yes. I, I, the Keebler people were very upset. Now, what? who is Keebler? I don't know. They make cookies or something. I thought I looked them up and I thought, well, surely not that one. Yeah, well, I thought it must have been like a like fur a... or something like yeah. that. But no, who knows? Maybe, maybe they're invested badly. Possibly. What year were the coins from? The one that Grandpa gave the family? Well, maybe the joke is just that they are such a benign company. Like, who would throw a red paint at Keebler executives? And why would she? But Lisa, Lisa had obviously found some tiny, tiny reason and went on a rampage. <laughs> just, Rats were dying in their machines or something. Yeah, it's like, you know, maybe throwing paint on Keebler executives is the equivalent of punching an old woman in the face for stealing your car park. It's like, Lisa's <laughs> just gone nuts over a <laughs> tiny thing. <laughs> Oh, man. So, what year were the coins from that Grandpa gave to the family? The living had oh. silver dollars. Which are apparently worth a fuckload of money. Yeah, they would be a mint. I'm sure they would buy more than a couple toys. Yeah. Um, And an easy bake oven. Yeah. I don't know, 20-something? 1918. 1918. Thrown by Rockefeller. What? Was it um one of the Rockefellers? Not, not, not the Rockefeller that built New York, his father. Okay. JT Rockefeller. He threw it. He was talking about how rich people would fly around fly in Zeppelins, the sc- yeah, throw course. coins. Yeah. Yeah. JT Rockefeller, so real JT Rock. Well, no, not in reality. Oh, okay. But so I mean, that's a random rant. From but that's but that's what it was. He's like yes. JT Rockefeller was going over over his head, so he went outside with his bathtub <laughs> or wash tub. Next question. Used to wash his turkey in it, or in those days walking a walking bird, bird. <laughs> walking bird with all the trimmings. Um, who did Lisa want to name the doll after? Oh, some Greek chick. Roman. Roman, okay, sorry. <laughs> Minerva, the Roman goddess of wisdom. Okay. What did Grandpa used to stuff his yams with when he ate the walking birds? Uh, I want to say... Clue. It helps to... You need this to be able to get the bird onto the table to eat. 
So you need you need this to kill it. I need Basically. this to kill it. A sense of cunning. <laughs> Gunpowder. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, my final one is: What is the life goal of a vacuous ninny? Of a what? Of a vacuous ninny. This is Lisa's epic rant in the first oh, act. I, something about having a rich husband. It is to look pretty, land a rich husband, and spend all day talking on the phone to the equally vacuous friends about how awesome it is to look pretty and have a rich husband. Yes, I'm the rich husband at the end. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> what were the two shit Stacys? What were their themes? Uh, one of them was Night at the Improv Stacy. Yep. Wearing... Live, at, live at the Improv, yeah. Yeah, sorry, yep. Live at the Improv, wearing comic relief. Yep. Um, I don't know what the other one... Achy Breaky Stacy. That's right. I mean, it was some sort of cowboy <laughs> thing. Obviously relevant at that point in time. Achy Breaky Yeah, it would have been. Holy shit. You couldn't, you couldn't watch comedy from like 92 to 98 without getting a Billy Ray Cyrus reference don't thrown in there. Don't Oh, God. Don't. Do you want one more question? No, nah, I'll have one more if you've got one more. Oh, I've got two more. Okay. I'll have two. Okay. Where does Stacy live? What is the area called? Uh, the Recluse Ranch Resort. Estate set. Est- yep. Yeah, estate. And when was Stacy forced out of her own company? What year? Because mm. she was channeling money somewhere else. It would have been the 60s because she nah. was sending it to the Viet Cong or the 70s. 70s, yeah. 74? 74. Yes. <laughs> Use know, my wisdom I'm, of history. I know my... Exile is going to say, I know my history. So, a few facts about the episode. We're discussing this off the air. You want to mention the uh, the 1992 scandal? Oh, I forgot about my two other things we were going to discuss. I'll get to that before we do the episode breakdown. Okay, cool. Yeah, just two 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 news items that have caught my eye today. Mm, sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. The 1992 scandal. With I got the so towel. swept up in the news about our book that is coming out through all good retail outlets. Link available in the description. Mm. So, Metal. Oh, sorry. That's a bone I need to pick with you. Metal. Last week. So we do like the we've got awesome information. We'll tease it. We'll like you know we're gonna make sure you stick around because you won't find out unless you listen to the mailbag and you put it in the description on me. What was it? I, did, <laughs> what the- I didn't. I said during the fucking episode. I- <laughs> That's like opening the TV guide and going tonight on the Simpsons. Find out that Maggie shot Mr. Burns. <laughs> the, thing, <laughs> like- the thing is, you said during the episode. The, uh, the link will be in the description of this episode, right? Did how, I? Yes, you did. You said that. You I didn't words. mean that. So that was my backup plan. You should so, edit that out. So I'm like, <laughs> how am I supposed to put this in the description at the right time when people start downloading this? You know what I mean? Mm. Well, that was my blunder. <laughs> Both of our blunders. You, should, you don't listen to me. Don't follow my advice. <laughs> Let's talk about the Mattel controversy. Yeah, okay. So talking Barbie. I, I didn't realize this. That the idea of the Malibu Stacey just saying vacuous crap was very much based off of a real-life blunder mm. where, where Barbie was... really. So, there was a Barbie doll, a line of Barbie dolls. There were 270-odd recorded sayings, but each doll would only be programmed with four, the idea being that no two dolls would be alike. Good concept. The idea being that, yeah, you've got to buy all of them. Yeah. But so, what were some of the phrases that the... Actual Barbie doll said. Will we have Ma- enough clothes? I love shopping. Math. When I have a pizza party. Maths is hard. Maths is math class is tough. Yeah. That was the big one that got everyone upset. Apparently. Okay. Of all of those, that's <laughs> where they draw the line. <laughs> However, apparently only one point five percent of the dolls actually said the maths one, but that's the yeah. one that they used as the backbone of their argument. Yeah, but one point five percent still would be a shitload of dolls. It's a lot of Barbies. Every yeah. fucking chick had a Barbie. I think. Yeah. Do chicks still have Barbies? Like little girls? Is Barbie still a thing? How many little girls do you think I'm communicating with in my day to day life? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're not writing into the show. Do, do you, you know, regularly walk through the toy section at Kmart? Irregularly walk through the toy section at it's Kmart. I only go backwards and occasionally side to side. There's something. Well, yeah, you sort of you, you look down. So that joke deserves down. more of a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to keep the train rolling. <laughs> it needed time to breathe for people driving in their cars to go. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, Mattel folded and they said, we'll offer dolls that don't talk or they yep. say different phrases if you want to do a direct swap. Yeah. Another little actual foible that was put in here when one of them, um, you know, when they're talking, like, don't you think there's something wrong with what Malibu Stacey says? And one of them says there's something wrong with what mine says, and it's my spidey sense is tingling. That was also based off of a real-life thing where, like, a protest group, um, the Barbie Liberation Front or something like that, I think they were called, switched out G.I. Joe voice boxes with Malibu Stacey dolls. So you would pull the Malibu Stacey, so you'd, but like, with Barbie. So you'd Barbie pull dolls. the Barbie string and you'd get a G.I. Joe phrase. That's hilarious. Yeah. Great work. I wonder if they still exist. I know they're not worth sold like that, but they'd, they'd be, be a collector's item if they okay, did. They would yeah. be. <laughs> Someone just goes and came up and buys a Barbie and just does it now. Yeah. 
So uh, Oakley and Weinstein, who uh, were showrunners at the point in time, decided to include Abe in the episode because apparently they were obsessed with old people. Mm. Random. I don't know why. But I'm glad they put Grandpa in because it was a funny... It had nothing to do with the overall plot of the episode. But I think they're the Apart best... the fact that he kind of kicks it off. Like, he's what allows the plot to yeah, go but forward. Him, him getting a job has nothing to do with Lisa. Oh, that bit, no. No, that whole story. Yeah. And I think they're the subplots that work the best. are the ones that have nothing to do with the overall story. They're completely separate. Except for when Homer plays golf in Scenes of Class Struggle. Mm. That is by far my favourite Homer subplot of all time. Yeah. <laughs> And the image of Smithers unconscious with balls everywhere. And above what he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the reptile legs. I just love that Homer gets good at golf. Mm. Anyway, so, and Kathleen Turner, who is known for voicing the likes of uh, Jessica Rabbit yep. in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And um, for brilliant joke at the end of High Fidelity, where Jack Black says that their band was going to be called the Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Yes, she voiced Stacey Lavelle. The original air date was 17th of February 1994. There was no chalk gag. And the couch gag was my favourite couch gag of all time, the foot just squashing yes. family. Okay, now, so before the episode starts, here are my two things okay, that I've, do it. I've spotted. Jonah Hill has lost a shitload of weight. That was ages ago. You put it back on and lose it again. No, I think he's lost more. Okay. He's lost more weight, which upsets me because there's been this trend, like Seth Rogen did it. He's not funny anymore. No, he's not. There's no. this trend, like fat guys have got to stop losing weight. Wayne Knight. Yeah. Drew Carey. Yeah, it doesn't work. Like when you're, f- when you get famous for being funny and fat, I'm sorry, but you have to stay fat because you're not quite talented enough to sustain it just being regular looking and Turtle from Entourage is another one suddenly you're in like fucking SWAT or you know Navy SEAL movies with Mark Wahlberg and I'm not buying it no. like it will never ever exist John Goodman knew what was good for him and he <laughs> stayed, stayed the, he stayed the course if anything he's got <laughs> the bigger <laughs> still he's, cl- he's shining moment Cody Ugly Strip getting dance. up on yeah. The t- yeah having a dance on the table <laughs> to in excess yeah. brilliant amazing need you tonight yeah <laughs> Um, the other thing that I picked up, this is a small thing. We haven't spoken a lot about Donald Trump since he got elected because we're not going to... Did you like that video I tagged you in, 100 Mistakes in 100 Days? Yeah, that was pretty great. (laughs) Um, Best part was the bombs. We're sending uh, missiles to uh, Iraq. Don't you mean Syria? Yeah, Syria. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that'll do. Um, (laughs) Yes, of course. How silly of me. No, uh, this is a small thing and it's not... I love that you moved your mouth too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had to do the action, the mouth. It's this is not political in any way, so I'm not taking sides here. Yeah. But I saw a headline because with Donald Trump, everything is the biggest and the best or the worst, and it's awful. But no matter what it is, he has to be at either end of the spectrum. There's no middle ground with Trump. So it's you know, I get treated unbelievably bad, badly. I, no politician in history has been treated worse than me. That was the headline, okay. and I thought to myself, you know, they actually assassinated Lincoln and Kennedy. (laughs) And they fucking shot Reagan too. Like, there have been... In the list of shit that's happened to politicians, getting called some bad names on Twitter is not the worst that has ever fucking happened. Trump must have some great security. I'm surprised he hasn't had someone shoot at him yet. I know someone snuck into a rally once with a gun, but... That's all yeah, that dude was read. pretty crazy from my yeah. understand. Like crazy to the point that I think they're actually extraditing him back to England because they're like, he's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just far gone. Yeah. Um, not that anyone should shoot I think Trump. he had a spud gun. <laughs> like, <laughs> did they sell those elsewhere? Spud guns. Spud guns. International listeners, a spud gun was a die-cast metal gun, generally, that you could buy in Australia that had a little cap at the end of it. You would stick it into a potato and then... It'd go like, a fucking mile. It would have, like, air pressure and you could shoot little potato pellets at people. I remember it was... It must have been close to grand final day because it was grand final day for GFL. So, mm. they played a couple of weeks beforehand, I think. And we're at a mate's place for his birthday and he had a spud gun in the backyard. And he was launching spuds over his back fence and onto the East Geelong footy field. Oof. Like, like they were tiny pellets. They couldn't have actually hurt anybody. Or are you thinking of the PVC pipe ones? Yes, it was like a homemade job. Oh, yeah, no, those they, ones. They fucked... It was deadly, man. Yeah, those ones... It blasted a hole through the fence. Those ones... Yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. I'm talking no. about the fun stuff you okay. played with as a kid. Okay, yeah. This not, was just like, boom! Not some maniac, wily coyote like contraption. like Shannon. <laughs> anyway, so that was, they were my two funny things. The fact that, yeah, apparently... Trump has copped it worse than even people that were shot in the face and and that Jonah Hill needs to put weight back on before I watch any more of his movies. Does he still do movies? He lost it originally Sorry. for the uh, 20, what's the 21 Jump Street movie. But he, could, but he didn't need to. He was fat in the first one. No, he wasn't. Sure he was. With Channing. No. He was still the fat dude because Channing Tatum he was, was the, the awesome guy. He was the fat dude compared to Channing Tatum. Well, we're all fat dudes compared to Channing Tatum. <laughs> anyway. Getting Mal- Lisa versus Malibu Stacey. 
So it kicks off with the public appearance of Matlock. Is this the first time I've seen Matlock on the show? Yeah, it is. He's referenced a couple of times. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen him. Old people love their Matlock. Yeah, and Hibbert tries to play it up to the crowd, saying that you know he's the person that puts young people behind bars where, where they, they belong. belong. I like that. I do like that Hibbert is going th- over the um, the importance of the medical centre. So yeah. They don't give a shit. It's we, just, we want Matlock. We came here for Matlock. Yes. The old people then raid the stage. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone to an announcement for something purely because there was a guest speaker there that you wanted to listen to? Nah, no, I can't really say I have. What, what's, have you? Obviously, you have. Um, no, I just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> just hope, just hope you had something. No, I. The only do we really, don't really do that many kind of things like this in Geelong, though. Public appearance, like no, grand not, openings not in Geelong. I think Bardo came to <laughs> Market Square once. Oh, I've been to things like that. That that, that drove me away. That actually <laughs> that actually stopped me from going to something I wanted to hear. I remember having a line of like three hours. With my sister because she wanted Shannon Knowles autograph. Oh like, man! This is like Australian Idol season one. Yeah, right. That must have been a really long line to a strip club. <laughs> In saying all that, right? Shannon Knowles did this for my nan because yeah, my nan just recently got over cancer. Yes, yes, which is brilliant. Yes, we two haven't th- spoken about that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So props to my nan. But two or three years ago, she had a lung removed, lung cancer. Right. Yeah. So she's just been through the walls at the moment, and she's a huge Shannon Knowles fan. She loves Shannon Knowles, as do all mm. the oldies. And he was playing in Geelong that year, and he actually. Came to the gig early so she could go and hang out with him for a couple of hours before his gig. Well, that's very nice. Yes. So Shannon Noll is a top bloke. Um, it kicks off, as we said, with the Matlock appearance. He's um, not a top bloke. He just did a nice thing once. Yeah, did one, <laughs> one nice thing. In my opinion, he's done nothing but nice things for me. Grandpa is then sat on the bus because he, he realised seeing Matlock up on stage made him realise that he's too getting old and yeah. his days may be numbered. Yeah. I do. Speaking of numbered days, Matlock in the background. Yes. Spastic heart condition <laughs> yeah. or whatever. <laughs> just stolen his pills. He then has the, the death's clummy hand, which was a funny gag. Yeah. But he comes to the realisation that he wants to give his inheritance to his family before he dies so he can see them enjoy it, which I mm. thought was a nice touch. It is a nice touch. And it reminded me of an idea that I've had in the past mm-hmm. of early fun- a pre-funeral. I've often felt... Where have you mentioned this? It's I a think roast? I have. No, no, no. no That's your 30th birthday. Yeah, yeah, 30th birthday I wanted to do a roast. No, this is... Say you're knocking on death's door. And you might it might be that you're terminally ill or it might just be that you're 90 and you're like, well, shit, any year could be my last. Any day. Don't, don't wait. Because like when you die, people come from all over the country and they make that trip to your funeral. What a waste. If you've got some relative that you haven't spoken to in WA for ages, have a pre-funeral, get them to come over, share their memories about you. You sh- share your memories about them. You tell everyone what they're getting in the will when you do eventually die. <laughs> everyone goes home happy. You have like this great bash before you go out. You actually get to say goodbye to everyone rather than have them say goodbye to a box. Funerals should not be sad. I hate when I go to a funeral it's all doom and gloom. Yeah. Talk about the good fucking times. I mean, be sad by all means. but Grieve, but, yeah. But, but don't, don't just... force people into sadness. No. Let the sadness come. Yeah. But be happy. Yeah, it should you should be able to laugh at funerals. Exactly. There should be stories that make you laugh. Yeah. He gives Lisa her own gift, but nobody else gets their own gift, which I thought was odd. But it was nice that he thought that Lisa well, would be the only one to appreciate this. That's kind of only because the whole family bails as soon as they see the silver coins. You don't know what would have come after that. But you think he'd give that last? Like the family to him, present. he might not realise how valuable that is. Yeah, though. true, possibly. But he gives Lisa the correspondence with, who was the person? Boris? Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. And then he reveals that he's going to be giving the whole old Homer and the rest of his family the 1918 Liberty Head Silver Dolls, which, as I said, are worth a lot of money. He then goes on for a bit of a rant and the family... Good protection against werewolves as well, the Silver Dollar. Are they really? Mm. Okay. Personal experience? I, well, thankfully, no, because I've lined my house with them. You avoid fever swamp. <laughs> At all costs. <laughs> so the family go to sneak out and Grandpa's disappointed. And they said, well, we need to, you know... We'd love to listen to you, but we want to go spend this money. Grandpa tags along and just rants the whole time. He has some good rants in this episode, Grandpa, doesn't he? Yeah. This is the one about the, the walking, the walking bird is my favourite. Yeah. And we eat yam stuff with gunpowder. <laughs> and then we used to watch football, which in those days was called baseball. baseball. <laughs> is that a joke that I'm not getting? Or oh, that, it's it just about just... that whole, in my day, we called it this. Or okay. in my day, we had that. It's just taking that to a stupid level. I don't know whether there was sort of a rivalry between football and baseball. No. That kind of thing. No. No, I mean, there was a rivalry for what is America's favourite pastime, but yeah. certainly not about that, no. Um, did you, some of the stores in the background in that moment, they had the I left... I didn't pay attention. There was I the left saw that one, yep. There was something about vinegar, ju- only vinegar oh, or yeah, just the vinegar or something vinegar, like that. Yep. And on the left, one size fits all lingerie. Yes, I do remember reading that yeah. now, yeah. Which is a little concerning. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be comfortable? No. 
Uh, well, I couldn't imagine what it would be. To either wear or look at. They're in the uh, the toy store. This was one big fucking toy store, by the way. Yeah, this like it reminds me of like Toy Kingdom. Like when you were ki- Toy well, Kingdom wasn't that big. But when you were in, a kid, it was enormous. You were in Times Square, like the giant toys or oh, whatever the, oh, the whatever it. that thing is. I didn't get. I didn't go to that. Is it Lego? Fuck. I don't even know what. It, there's like a three story toy store. Fuck, I missed it. I didn't even know about it. Gigantic. Is that where you got the hand solo from? Remember you bought me the hand yes. solo black series. Yeah, that's yeah. where I got the hand solo. That's my work desk now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's got like a gigantic tyrannosaurus, like an animatronic T Rex inside there that roars at you and shit. Damn it! It's a toy store with an elevator, man. <sighs> anyway, I can't believe you missed it. It's right in the guts of Times Square. Where though? Is it near the cinemas? Uh, no, it's near like the theater. It's near the naked ladies with the American. Didn't see them flag. either. What the fuck was I doing? Did with you even time? go to America? <laughs> <laughs> Homer interrupts Maggie. She's riding with the playset. Another sort of joke where she's intelligent, but no one else knows yeah, it. I was going to say, it's the first time for a long time that that's happened. Yeah. It's been... They I, did it quite I, a bit in the earlier seasons. Yeah. Like and it I, seemed... I, I sort of felt that maybe Matt Groening went, she's too smart. Stop it. She's just a baby. Maybe. He was all about the realism. Yeah. But, but I suppose season four, he let them do the Lennon Nimoy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of I, I don't know. But, or maybe it was just that they'd forgotten. Yeah. Like it was one of those things. It was a running gag that's funny in the writer's room for a while. And then you just get over it or you can't keep thinking of ways to make Maggie be smart. I actually listened to a funny interview with Mike Reese and Jeff Martin on Cracked where oh, yeah. they were bringing up all on these... On the Cracked podcast. Yes, they were yep. bringing up all these Simpsons uh, fan theories. Fan theories. And Mike Reese and Jeff Martin were just like, nah, wrong. Like, Good. So so with this, you were you were going with this? No, just it was just we, that was the idea on the day. Yes. There was, there was nothing behind any of this. I love this. I yeah. love that sort of stuff. Two, can I quickly diverge into two of my favourites? I will yep. make them brief. Phil Collins in the air tonight. The commercial, yeah, the Cabri commercial, yeah, the very famous Cabri commercial that was in the in the charts <laughs> for years. Uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight. So this, there were a lot of stories about that, but one of the prominent ones was that his sister had died drowning, and that two people watched her without going to help her, and that he somehow tracked down who these people were. They were he invited them to a concert or something like that, and that in he played in the air tonight because it's like well, you told me I was drowning, I wouldn't lend a hand. I've seen your face before, my friend. And I don't know if you know who I am. And he like they put a spotlight on these two people in the audience, and he sang the song at him. So like this was so universally told that it was accepted as true. Until Phil Collins in an interview just went, no, I just, I'd gone through a divorce and I was really angry at the time and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Just wrote a song because he was shitty. (laughs) So the song's not about that at all. No. Good. (laughs) Nothing at all about it. But yeah, check out that interview on Crack. It's just Mike Bruce going, nah, nah. Why would you think this? Nah. The other one that I love is Ben Fold's The Song Landed um, that, you know, um, come pick me up because I've landed. It's a really, really beautiful melancholy song. One of those ones that you feel like had to come from somewhere because it just feels too true to not be. And the story behind that was literally that he'd released an album and they're like, we don't feel like there's a single on this album. Um, is there anything else you could do? And and he's like, they were sort of dancing around the subject until I just went, hey, what Elton John song do you want me to write? <laughs> Elton John. <laughs> and they went, Tiny Dancer. I went, all right. And then he went, he went away and did that, which was his version of Tiny Dancer. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It came from nothing but corporate greed. <laughs> One of my favorite stories on this Simpsons one was they're saying in one of the earliest episodes you see uh, you see the family that um, is the goody goody family that's at the power plant when mm. they have the, the the lunch and Mr Burns says how they're a great family and whatnot and then later in the episode you see them at Dr Marvin Monroe's family therapy center yeah, so they're always yeah. there to fight and in the next episode you see the father at Moe's drinking so they've obviously had a divorce and you now he's depressed. And or like, they just needed to add, repeat characters. And, then, and he's like, so you can't tell me that it wasn't a hidden gag there. Mike Grace goes. It was season one. We didn't have enough characters to fill the yeah. still fill the scene. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone, and it was so funny because the other guy's just like, "You're killing this guy's dreams, man!" <laughs> like he came in here with all this hope, and you just shit on everything. It's great. So getting back to the episode, Homer interrupts uh, Maggie playing with the place, as we said, with the what is it? It's the doctor. It's doctor something. Doctor doctor something. Thug I didn't or pay something. Attention. Sergeant Thug or something. Yeah. And it's just a joke how t- kids' toys are dangerous. Yeah. Cuts himself, electrocutes himself, and then has a rocket blow up it in has, his mouth. It has blood. I was like, oh my. <laughs> it is a funny visual of the mouth. The rocket explosion is very Looney Tunes. Yes, it is, isn't it? Grandpa then goes on a tirade wrecking toys. Back in his day, yeah. t- toys are made to last. <laughs> Love the security guards. They're so condescending. Yep. The soldiers won't bother you anymore. What's funny is Grandpa's, <laughs> as he's getting taken away. <laughs> just the struggle to snap he's the rocket. He's so feeble. Yeah. That's what's great about He can't defend himself. Yeah. But back in the day, he was one of the toughest guys going around. Homer then does the big parody of playing Tom Hanks playing. This is like probably second favorite moment of the episode for me. 
Yeah. Just the joy in his eyes. Because it's exactly... No one else is enjoying it but him. It's yeah. exactly what you would do. And, and obviously, Homer can't sing for shit, so everyone hates it. Or but, play for shit. But... <laughs> He's not I playing mean, anything. I mean, if you've seen Big, that's exactly what... Like, if you saw those... That piano, you'd be like, yes. It's just Homer enjoying a moment. I can't recall in Big. Does he play it well? I'm pretty sure he does, yeah. Yeah. So... Are we to think that Homer has seen the movie Big and he's now yes. getting, that's where we got the idea from? Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Lisa's then with Marge in the uh the doll section. Thought, sorry, just quietly, I love that he also gets the lyrics wrong. Yes. Rock, rock, rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa is then with Marge, as I said, in the doll section. Yeah. It was a nice touch to see Lisa being a little girl again. Yeah. Because she acts like such an adult for the rest of the episode. Yeah. But she's just a kid here. <laughs> Until she's Hey horse face. Yeah. Get your whatever. I know kids shouldn't act like that, but she's just a girl who likes to her dolls. Yeah. <laughs> The girls find the um the shit dolls, 99 cents, you. Mm. Then we get a moment that reminds me of what it's like at work when the latest delivery comes in. Yeah. Like, oh, it? I had a moment like this two nights ago. Yeah, what Not, happened? So, so it's the new delivery, the Talking Malibu Stacey's doll is what we're talking and about. And it's the silence there. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I, you know how there's a big thing of trying to break street dates with video games? Like if you can get a game before the day it before out, it yeah, releases. Yeah. AFL did that. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. But and people would go on the night before, or you'd all like if you've got a pre order in, you'd be like, I know you've got the stock. Is there any chance you can sell it to me? And they'll always say no. I, I, I was at Target the other night, and Target were, Kings for this, yeah. There was two old women, they were like 60 on the counter, unpackaging some Injustice 2 games. No, no different. <laughs> no, they wouldn't have had a clue. Like, I didn't want to buy it, but I was like, I'm really tempted to do it just so I can upload some footage, yeah. Could, and they would have got, oh, yeah, well, it's in our hands, I suppose. Like, they. they Absolutely had no idea Even about if they knew, they the wouldn't world. give a fuck. No, nah, probably not. <laughs> it's not like EB Games where they are Ill- militant as like head office is on it's top of the job. All. Yeah, yeah they're, they're target. They're, like one minute they're looking at blankets and the next minute some punky, roguishly handsome 29-year-old Who's that? W- wants to buy a video game. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you end up buying it? No, I didn't. Oh, what? That's disappointing. Well, you know, I'm not made of money. <laughs> <laughs> you will be soon. Once the book sales come through. Once the book sales come through. Once Hopefully those, so. Well, once the movie deal kicks in. How many pre-order we done? Now, Imagine a movie deal. That'd be great. I was thinking about this the other day. Brett Easton Ellis, he's, he's like rich beyond belief. And Who? Brett Easton Ellis, author yeah. of American Psycho. Okay. Um, he's written like seven or eight novels in his life. It's just that three of them got great movie deals. So, you know, you write one good book and you get a movie made out of it, you're set. They based the Simpsons movie sequel on our book. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's just an homage to the golden era. <laughs> so back to Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. We get to Homer in the car and he's purchased an Easy Bake Oven. They've bought the shittest stuff with the most expensive coins. Well, Bart's toy is pretty cool. He it has, is, he has missiles bucks, that can bucks max. legitimately blow shit up. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Homer has the Easy Bake Oven. Great comeback. Yeah. That's what I bought it for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as you said, has the playset and Lisa has a talking Stacy. Grandpa's reaction is exactly how an old person would react. Mm. I fucking I gave you all these great coins and you bought nothing but shit. Yeah. And then he goes on his tirade about... I just want to play the clip because one of my yeah. favorite moments. I'm thirsty. Ooh, what smells like mustard? But you're a lot of ugly people in your neighborhood. Oh, look at that one. Oh, my glaucoma just got worse. The president is a Democrat. Hello? I can't unbuckle my seatbelt. So they ditch him in the car. He walks in. He walks into the house. Everyone's bailed. He can hear footsteps upstairs. He just sits down and watches TV. What else is he going to do? True. I mean, go home maybe. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> well, he can't go home. He can't drive. He can walk, I guess. Yeah. But Homer he tries... gets to their house often enough on his own. That is true. Yeah. How does he get to the house? Grandpa. I don't know. Uh, Homer then tiptoes behind Grandpa. Pulls over. Pulls over the, the phone. phone. Yep. Yeah. And we get the moment that you mentioned before. Yeah. Where he says, "Why are you trying to avoid me?" Yeah. It's because my haggard face reminds you of death. I love that. So the pause of. Yes, but there's more. Yes, <laughs> you're an old crank. Nobody likes you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just blatant. They're watching the Buzz Cola commercial, and this is what gives Grandpa the idea that he mm. wants to... It's like an old we'll life the, crisis. The old grey mare guy is in this with the electric guitar. Is, is he Jewish guy by now? He's old Jewish man. That's old what he's Jewish referred man. to Is as. that what he's called? Yeah. yeah okay. But, but yeah. yeah, that's definitely him yes. rocking the electric yep. guitar. 100%. The bubbles are burning my tongue. Did you hear him at the end? You can only subtly hear it when the old people are yelling at the... Uh, or they're saying, yeah, you tell him. And you hear the old guy, Jewish guy say, yeah, bastard. But you only <laughs> subtly hear <laughs> no, it. I that. It's like underneath everyone else's voice. Quality. Yeah, yeah bastard. <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> 
Our grandpa then takes the buzz collar. It's funny because when Homer walked in, he was holding a can. And I thought yeah. that was odd that he was just randomly holding a buzz collar can. Yeah. Worked for this gag. Grandpa drinks it, burns his tongue. And then Lisa is playing with her Malibu Stacey, and it's a big moment for her. She's mm. never heard Malibu yeah. Stacey talk. A hush falls over the General Assembly as Stacey approaches the podium to deliver what will no doubt be a stirring and memorable address. I wish they taught shopping in school. Oh. Let's bake some cookies for the boys. Come on, Stacey. I've waited my whole life to hear you speak. Don't you have anything relevant to say? This toy had more than four catchphrases because every time they fucking pulled the string, there was a different. There was a different catchphrase coming out. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm just a girl. Now I get it's The Simpsons. I get it's a cartoon. I guess this is where Lisa was by this point. It was a little too much. I feel coming from an eight-year-old to pick up on the sexism. That and how determined she was with mm. it all. How angry she got and the whole rant she does. She says when she yells at Bart in a few moments. It just felt a bit much from an eight-year-old. Yeah, I guess. But for all intents and purposes, Lisa's not eight. Where she, the Simpsons, oh, Lisa in the Simpsons' grand scheme of things is meant to represent the writers. She's virtually and, 30. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's, she's, the, she's got the mental acuity of a 30-year-old for the most part. She's Emotionally, kind of, she's a kid, but mentally, she's much older. She's like the voice of reason yeah. to an extent. Should I play the clip of Lisa's rant? Please. Yes. Because I didn't do it justice <laughs> before. It's not funny, Bart. Millions of girls will grow up thinking that this is the right way to act. That they can never be anything more than vacuous ninnies whose only goal is to look pretty, land a rich husband, and spend all day on the phone with their equally vacuous friends talking about how damn terrific it is to look pretty and have a rich husband. She then throws Stacey out the window, hits Grandpa. <laughs> Riding no hands on the bike. Just how, desperate to recapture his youth. fucking close is the cemetery to the house? That was one big fall. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she threw it out the front window, hits Grandpa, <laughs> he ends up in a grave. That's uh, not so bad in here. <laughs> Come back from commercial, we're at the school, and every girl has talking Malibu Stacey. And here's where we get every other girl being an actual eight-year-old. Yes, which was it's, nice. You know, don't you think it's sexist? <laughs> Lisa said a dirty word. That's how kids react. Yeah. yeah I thought it was really well written. Mm. Get- like, even I would giggle as a kid when people would be like, you know, what sex is the baby? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the sex. I remember the first time the teacher said shit. My world changed. Yeah, okay. Like, it was a big deal when teachers swore. What'd you do? Like, to desert? Like, did you... I was just like you threw an egg at their face. It or was something? it was more. Oh no, they didn't say shit at me. It was just okay. they were saying shit as part of the thing. But it was when I think it was like year seven, and it was when you sort of realised, ah, oh, so that's sort of okay now. It's yeah. like I felt like an adult. Yeah, like my teacher's saying shit, and I'm not getting in trouble for it. Yeah. I can say shit and get away with it. Yeah, no, but, but that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your homework? I fucking forgot. <gasps> oh, Blasphemer. <shit. laughs> so Lisa's going. She's. Very angry now by this point. She says mm. it's all sexist and whatnot. Her family's having dinner. And there's uh, a great line from Marge here. The and this like there's a couple comments here on Lisa as a character where the writers like have her be this person, but then they also kind of acknowledge what the audience's response is going to be to her being this person. And like Marge that Lisa, honey, normally I'd tell you to stick up for you uh, stand up for what you believe in, but you've been doing an awful lot of that yeah, lately. It's like a meta gag, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you get it again later when Bart is like desperate for attention because Bart's virtually written out of this episode. He's, he's mute. And, and they acknowledge that most people don't want to see an episode about Lisa. So that whole bit where Bart's like, look at me, look at me, look at me, was kind of making fun of those people. Yep. I also like how when she said, I can't believe they're doing this in the doll, like they're having the doll say mm. this, and no one says anything for a point, as if yep. to say, which one of us is going to fucking handle this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts on Bart thinking negatively of, of how they had to be a part of the gay rights parade? Do you think it's a, a sign of where society was at that point of the airing of this episode? That uh, that happened to be a part of that was a negative? Because that's the way true. they portray it. Yeah, it's a little homophobic. Remember that time that she made us go on the gay rights parade? Mm. That is a funny photo. It is funny, yeah. But yeah, like the... Uh, but, I mean, look... This is before even, homophobia. Even, even today, if you're a 10-year-old boy and your friends call you gay, I'm sure that that would be used as a as an, in an element of teasing. And it's, you know... But this is a television show. True, but in the early 90s. It, it was very much a sign of where two it was or three the seasons away from gay homophobia. People, gay people could were often the butt of jokes. Unfortunately, that's that's where society Which was. Will and Grace, entire series is based off of it. Niles from the nanny, like there was. He's not gay. No, but he was very. It was sort of unspoken until he banged CC. Yeah. Also, there was a funny gag against Fox here. We can't oh yeah. Fox. Um, what were the, where were they investing they have money? Chemi- chemical plants in Syria? That's right. And then Lee, uh, Marge brings up. She, Marge sort of gets defensive here. She says, well, I had a Malibu Stacey and I grew up just mm. fine. 
Now let's, let's fix all our troubles with a big bowl of strawberry ice cream. I love that Lisa doesn't have to speak. No, she just holds it up. Just looks at it. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. This is the moment that Marge realises that Lisa's onto something here. Yeah. And she might listen to her. Lisa then goes to call the factory. I thought her reaction here was, that's it, I'm going to call the company. I thought, oh, just fuck off. Like You're eight years old. <laughs> Plus it's dinner time. But yeah, exactly. Who's, <laughs> who's calling after hours? But the hotline, the reasons for calling up, Mm. I love the, if you've given your Malibu a haircut and need a replacement head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what this quickly reminded me of? That whole, like, I'm going to call the hotline. Yep. There was uh, recently, relatively recently, the women's PGA. Uh, there was a, someone cost, like lost oh, yeah, yeah. victory in a tournament because Moved a home there. viewer yeah. on replay spotted that a ball rolled like a fucking... Was it a home viewer or someone that was at the course? No, it was a home viewer. A home someone viewer. just watching on TV. Oh, fuck. I thought it was someone has that was watched, there. And then they've called the PGA and said, on this hole, you know, she's put the ball back down and it wasn't in the right spot. It was off by a couple mil. I hope that person feels bad. Penalised. Who the fuck is sitting at home thinking... I'm going to call those people and who knows how to get their number and who on the other line is taking it seriously. Yeah, how the fuck do you call the PGA Tour? Yeah, like, Lena, that it wasn't Lena, but like, you know, Lena's ball move. Like, what? Fuck off. Dave, oh. like, you know, call the marshal. <laughs> Fucking Ralph from Wisconsin thinks he's onto something. That's like when you see people complaining about, like, for example, Geelong Footy Club. Mm. The people are always complaining when you're at the ground that they don't get enough home games. And then people yell out, right to the club. <laughs> like it means anything. Oh, fuck it. What are you going to do? Write a letter. Go write a letter. Write a letter. <laughs> I always remember. Like Brian Cook sits down every Monday morning and goes, correspondence? <laughs> <laughs> I always remember we're at Ayers Rock with Nicola's family. And it's maybe, it's a, maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't. But to me, I thought it sounded hilarious. Mm. But there's only one sort of, because uh, you say cafe kind of, Okay. Fast food place in uh, Ayers Rock. Yeah. So they capitalize on the, the location. Yeah. And they charge an arm and a leg for everything as they can because yeah. there's nothing else around. Yeah. And they burnt the pizza and they gave Nicholas Mum the wrong pizza and they wouldn't give her a replacement so one. So they gave her incorrect burnt pizza. Yes. And they wouldn't give her a replacement one because they were closing down. That was is their it, excuse. You mean as in they were closing for the night? Yes, closing for the night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yep. they said, we haven't got time. We've turned the ovens off. We can't give you. And then they said, we can't give you a refund. We can't offer refunds. We don't offer refunds. Nicholas Dad then goes, well, you know what? I'm going to give you a bad review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> Good for him. I thought, that's hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> the irony is that there's no one can go anywhere else anyway. So they reviews can be the fucking worst in the world. Yeah. If you want to eat, you have to go there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> who's getting... Well, that's the other thing. If they're, yeah, if, they're the only, if they're the only cafe for miles around, who's like, we'll just jump on TripAdvisor, honey, and see what's here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm going to give you a bad review on fucking TripAdvisor. I just laughed. Anyway. <laughs> As we were saying earlier, Lisa has called the factory and they mentioned to Lisa that they do tours. Mm. So, so she, she can go complain in person. And we get the red paint yeah. gag, which I still don't quite understand. Then Marge and Lisa go on the tour. The scene here where there's a clog in the torso shoot and he crams yeah. the heads out. Watching this on te- television, and I proved it because I've still got the tape that I, where I taped this originally when it first mm-hmm. aired. And I went back and watched it this week. After he says, there's a clog in the torso shoot. He used to cut straight to the next scene. But when okay. he says, Leroy, get your ass in gear, and he unclogs yeah. it all, that was always cut out of TV. Probably just for time. Just for time, I'd say, yeah. It's one of those jokes that you can lose and squeeze an extra commercial in yeah, somewhere. exactly, yep. They then watched the old-fashioned video of the history. Did you hear the, the joke at the start? America's favourite eight-and-a-half-inch. Yeah, how great is that? Wow. That's the first time I ever remember hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great joke. That's R-rated. <laughs> it's good. But you, only, you don't hear it if you don't pay attention, though. Mm-hmm. No, well, I, I don't know. I, I I certainly don't remember it, so yeah, possibly. Yeah, maybe as a kid, just straight over your head. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> they mentioned how Smithers has the biggest collection. I like Smithers in this episode. I'll get to it when we get to that scene, but mm. it was just nice seeing Smithers away from Burns. Okay. Yeah. Wearing his Argyle sweaters. Yes. He has the biggest collection of Malibu Stacey's in the world. Then Lisa asked the question about sexism to the worker. Oh, this is my wife... Um, what I nicknamed my wife came from this episode. I forgot to mention that off the top. Is it Toots? Jiggles. Jiggles? Yeah. Is that what you call it? Kind of ironically sexist. So if I call (laughs) her Jiggles when she gets here... No, you can't do it. No, no, no. But if I just say Jiggles, will she go, hmm? Like, do you call her Jiggles all the time? Not in person, to be honest. It was just... (laughs) I've never once called her that. Just behind her back. (laughs) No, it was Facebook. Facebook. You know how you can give people nicknames on Facebook? I call Nicola Toots. On Facebook chat, you can give people nicknames. Yeah, just that. I'll occasionally say, hey, Jiggles. What I love is how... (laughs) How much she just like accepts it, but then closes the door with her butt. Like it could not be more of a 
misogynist kind of workplace yeah. that they're in. She, she's enjoying it. She laughs when she goes or in there. Or is she? Or is she's she? been so indoctrinated. <laughs> she's unable to see through her through her own sexism Quite against women. Possibly. That's all she knows. Lisa and Grandpa are then down in the dumps in the kitchen. Nobody listens to me. I'm a kid. I'm old. Nobody listens to me. Homer has one of the best lines of the episode. I'm white male, aged 18 to 49. Everybody listens to me. It's still as true today as it was then. 100%. Lisa and Grandpa then have somewhat of an epiphany. And Grandpa gets a bit caught up in the moment. I, I love that, yeah, he gets his wires crossed. Like, they're both having concurrent thoughts, and then he crosses over with what Lisa's doing. Yeah. Very funny. Yes. Help! <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a job. Yes! And I completely forgot that this was in this episode. It was yeah, just, me too. It was just nice to be surprised like that. Cuts the at Krusty Burger. Mayday, mayday, I'm losing transmission. <laughs> Come in was my favorite. Before the mayday, as he's tuning, the, and you get like that great sort of sound effect. Like, Come in. Yeah. <laughs> Do we sell French fries? Nice. Like he's so scared by the concept. <laughs> the guy, I said French fries. <laughs> Lisa then goes to visit Smithers. And I like Smithers's like the fact that he just normally is like, what? It's Homer Simpson. Just follows on from that with, what? It's Homer Simpson's daughter. Yes. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Doesn't call her Lisa. Nice. Yeah. 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 And as I said, it's just like, it's just nice seeing Smithers happy. Yeah. Not having, not being tied not down cowering. by burns. Very no. polite. Yeah. Cordial. He's a really nice person. Yeah. Yeah. Too many dolls in his house. Yeah, but you sing. One thing you learn when you work at a toy store is you never judge somebody for spending money on toys. Yeah, okay. If that's how they want to spend their money, more power to them. Mm, fair enough. Have you seen that there's a new like AI sex doll that's being made that apparently can orgasm? It can orgasm. Yeah, it can program it to orgasm. So it's not really orgasm, it's like, though. It's just no, but it, like replicate whatever it is. But it, it's like taking the next level for like for people out there that need that sort of stuff. You feel like you're pleasuring a fake, a very, robot. very nearly at real woman status. Anyway, if you can't get a woman, I guess you got to resort to shit like that. I mean, I don't know about these. I heard friends. So, uh, we obviously here get the gag of, hello, Smithers, you're turning me on. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, iconic. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Hello, Smithers. You're quite good at turning me on. Um, you probably should ignore that. It's never not funny. No. You could watch it a hundred times in a row. <laughs> yes. You could have this as your ringtone and get 50 text messages in an hour and you will laugh every time. What's funniest is the response from mm. both Lisa and Smithers. Smithers is like, oh shit. And Smithers is like, the fuck? Mm. <laughs> Probably should ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. What's great is Lisa's intelligent enough to know what it meant. Yeah. She's not just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa then goes... Well, he gives Lisa the address for... Stacey Lavelle, mm-hmm. which is kind of stalkerish, but anyway, she then goes to visit her at her dream house, which was a nice touch of having it as Stacey's dream house. Yep. Calls her at the gate, and I'm glad that all she had to do was play one saying from the doll for Stacey Lavelle. For her to open the door. Yeah. That's a very cool moment. Yep, yep, yep. I love the, like how she tries to be all old and bitter. Yes. Like, do you know how many kids have tried to track me down? Am I the first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bitter old woman. But yeah, like I, I want you to hear what Stacey has to say and the yes. gate's just open. No words. No, just, just opens up. Yeah. Then we get your favourite moment. The frisbee. It's so great. Like that guy's just been out the front the whole time because like the gates are open and he's there. Yeah. Like he's been <laughs> camping. Hiding behind the bushes. Go buy another frisbee. They cost like five bucks. It's his favourite one though. Apparently. How old is this And then kid? straight away. So I've, been waiting, I've been waiting nine years. How old is this guy? He looks like he's about 12. I thought mid-twenties. You reckon mid-twenties? Yeah. I see. But for me, it's like that when you're playing cricket in the backyard and you there's every now and then you'd you'd be there'd be a grumpy neighbour that was sick of kids jumping into his backyard to collect a tennis ball. And you'd be you'd like you'd go and knock like you maybe you've gone over twice in the day and you go that third time and you knock and he's like Rrr, and you can tell he's not letting me in his house again to go get that tennis ball. So you try and jump the fence and his dog bites your ankles. No, no, I'm not going to get to that. But so like you get this ball and you're like, all right, this is our last go around. Like we cannot do that again. And then f- next ball, boom, straight right over, over the fence yeah. again. <laughs> you're like, God damn it, Steve. <laughs> Come back from commercial and Lisa is hanging out with Stacey in her house. And she, Lisa has a great line of, I'd be mortified if a product had a, sim- a terrible product yeah. had the Simpsons name on it. Not the first time they've used that gag, but it's always funny. And pretty much Stacey's just confide like she's just accepted the fact that she has she's not a part of the Stacey 
franchise anymore. She doesn't yeah. want to be a part of it. It broke her. Mm. She just wants to move on with her life. But Lisa keeps pleading and pleading and pleading. And she mentions how she was married five times. Uh, this, was, this was such a funny joke. Dr. Colossus. Dr. Colossus. Joe. <laughs> Joe, yeah. I love it. The fact that he comes back later. Yes. But the... <laughs> I, can't, I can't right now. I'm too drunk. But you have to. <laughs> just no words. Yeah. Just... The, I'll come back tomorrow. Grandpa is in at Krusty Burger. And did you notice here they give us Squeaky Voice Teen's last name? Peterson. Oh, yeah, oh but, is that his actual name? Why would you call him a fake old... Because old man Peterson is just like a thing. Is it a thing, is it? Yeah, I, I don't know that you'd take that as canon. Let's Google it. That's not... I no, I can't it. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, we need more special sauce, throw yeah. the mayonnaise Put in the sun. Put some mayonnaise out in the sun. Grandpa then is screwing around at work, just being... He's acting like a teenager. Every day sandwich that could take a bite out of you. <laughs> Look at the sandwich. It's going to bite you. Damn sandwich took a bite out of me. Oh. Lisa then goes back to Stacy with the Lisa Lionheart pitch. And it's a good, solid pitch. Mm. And it convinces Stacy and she agrees to help. Yep. This is where... And then Joe comes back. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's really, over. Release me from your kung fu grip. <laughs> <laughs> I'll burn your house to the ground, Missy. <laughs> Stacy is then at the Simpsons' house and she's sculpting the doll in the kitchen. Yeah. Sculpting the hair. Yeah. Make sure you get my mom's hair just right. Just lops it off halfway. <laughs> I think we need someone else. You all have hideous hair. <laughs> I mean, from a design point of view. Oh, oh well, well, if you say it like that. <laughs> yes. Because uh, the Simpsons do have hideous hair. Yeah. Le- Lisa do you know is- what's the first time that you've ever, I've ever actually given it any thought, though? Really? Yeah. Like, as in... The, I haven't. The first time that I was watching this episode, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they all do have different hair. Oh, like, different hair. Yeah. And- but, like, different to anyone else in the show as well. Everyone else has relatively normal haircuts. That's true. Yeah, they've yeah. all got hair. Yeah. Or they're bald. They've they gone distinctive normal. silhouette style. Yep, yep. Yeah. Lisa is then in the recording studio recording dialogue for Lisa's, Lisa Lionheart. Yeah. Very hesitant. Just overthinks everything too yeah. much. Yeah. It should then, be this. Then we get the lesson from the master. Yes. This is so great. I'll just play the clip. Yeah. All right, you point experts. Let's get this right. One. Hey, hey, kids, I'm talking crusty. Two. Hey, hey, here comes Sideshow Mel. Again, here comes Sideshow Mel. Sideshow Mel. Three. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, I'm done. Learn from a professional, kid. Okay, crusty, uh, we are ready to roll. Any. What the. I just love the look on the guy in the what recording the studio. Hell? <laughs> As he just spins around like he switched the tapes. And just... Okay, crusty, we're ready to roll. What? <laughs> what what's with the Sideshow Mel? Sideshow Mel. Why does he have to say it three times? Well, because he wasn't happy with his reading. So, so, with, so he, you know how to edit audio. You should know this. Yeah, but I thought that he was told to say it three times. Oh, no. He says the word again. I thought it must have said the word again on there. No, he just did it and then went, oh, hang on. I'm going like again. It. Yep. And it's like, I'll give you three reads. You can cut it together. You can, you can work it out. Yep. Uh, the toy store then agreed to sell Lisa Lionheart. And <laughs> oh, I just mentioned who I was and who you were. Really? Well, I didn't mention who you were. <laughs> <laughs> And the people at Malibu Stacey are furious by this because it's competition. They're not used to having competition. Actually, that conversation is very much how I imagine um, when Conan O'Brien and got a new talk show with Andy Richter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned who I was and who you were. Really? Well, I didn't mention who you were. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to watch Conan live, I'm thinking, this guy, Andy Richter, has the fucking sweetest gig in the world. Yeah. He does nothing. No, nothing at contributes all. Contributes zero. At least Paul Schaefer played music. Yes, this guy <laughs> like, contributes. He just fucking sits And there played and, it well, mind you. Yes, he just sits there and looks fat. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. Nothing. Uh, they throw the brick at the Simpsons' house. That'll teach him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. We'll take it up with Washington. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the, out the window. Dad, did you hear anything? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Then Brockman's daughter somehow has a hand on a copy. Speaking of hair designs, this is I love that Brockman's daughter's hair is exactly the same as Brockman's, but with a ponytail. Like a mullet ponytail. Just added a ponytail to yes. the back of Brockman's yeah. hair. She looks like him too. Yeah. Daddy, talk a, about the Dali. Is this the first time I've seen her? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I like that Brockman's had a typewriter as well. Yeah, working on old school. News. Yeah, but just, hmm. Oh, you're right about the Berlin Wall. Yeah. <laughs> How has Brockman's daughter got her hands on one of the dolls? Because I haven't, I haven't launched well, it a celebrity. She gets insights. Like pre-release. Yeah, media release. Yep. And uh, Brockman's just swept away by the doll. He can't believe how great Lisa Lionheart is. Well, or he's doing it for his... He's just that influenced by his daughter. No, but he actually says the words that I just couldn't stop talking. 
Yeah, but again, I f- purely just to milk it because it's like, well, my daughter must be right. Oh, okay. And, oh, by the way, the uh, president was arrested for murder. Yes. Uh, tune in tomorrow night or change his channel. What? I love the image of him looking off camera. Yeah. Just in profile as his neck strained as he's really trying to pay attention yes. to someone else. And then, uh, don't change the channel. <laughs> Mal- people at Malibu Stacey have then decided they're going to reinvent her for the 90s. This is hilarious. Yeah. All they do? New hat. Give her a new hat. And it works. Uh, before th- that, though, mm. the old people are complaining at Grandpa's work. I got my tongue on these pancakes. Yes. And he eventually agrees with them, saying, mm. you know, it's our right to... God gave us the wisdom to find faults with everything that he made. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Peterson, you can take this job and fill it. And one more thing. I never once washed my hands. That's your policy, not mine. As I said, listen carefully next time you watch it and you hear, you bastard. Yeah, okay. It's hilarious. Um, they try to lift Grandpa out and break their backs, basically, because they're old people. Mm. And old people are useless. <laughs> then we get the girls and Smithers at the toy store. This is... This probably should be my favourite. I love the Smiths. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. Me, 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 me. I want it, I want it, I want it. <laughs> Doors open. They all burst in. And then they get interrupted by the guy. It's a cool him. shot of it being yes. wheeled away. Yep. Like wheeled in front of him. Exactly. It's planned like that. You would think so. Mm. Well, I, was last just, second. It was just convenient. Would have been better to just... like. I'm sure they would have just wanted it placed there. Yes. But he got it in there at the last second. Yep. Uh, she's just the same, Stacey, just with a cheap hat. But she got a new hat. Yeah. <laughs> I want it, I want it, I want it. That very much is a joke on collector culture. By oh, the way. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like pop vinyls, dude. Yeah. It'd be like Finn with helmet. Yeah. Finn with jacket. Yeah. Finn normal. Finn everything. It's just, yeah, it's hilarious. But we make money from it, so I don't care. Lisa's very disappointed <laughs> and one girl likes it. You know, if we get through to just that one little girl, it'll all be worth it. Yes. Particularly if that little girl happens to pay $46,000 for that doll. What? Oh, nothing. Kudos to you, Lisa. Kudos. And finally... To- I love Homer's line here. Marge, Lisa, lady. Yes, lady, <laughs> yes, yeah. And he plays the keyboard once again to close out the episode. Overall, the theme of sexism, do you think they tackled it well here? Yeah, I think they highlight it really well yeah. and they make their point pretty much. Yeah. You know, they're not going to fix it, but they do a really good job of pointing it out. Exactly right. What do we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? I learned... Well, I, I learned the secret to special sauce, but that was actually covered off as we were going through. Put it, leave it out in the sun. So I'm going to instead go with the fact that toys these days too breakable. <laughs> hey, they sure are. I just learned that turkeys used to be called walking birds. Walking birds. Jamil, Jamil is here. Ooh. So now it's time for the mailbag. Before then, Mitch, once more, just tell them what is available for pre-order right now. Right now, you can get your hands on a. Pre-order copy. You'll in about five months you'll be able to get your hands on the or six months you'll be able to get your hands on the actual book. But Homer's Odyssey: An Embiggened Guide to the Simpsons is a book written by Dando and myself or myself. And I actually, it's actually my name first on the book, which you yeah, know, little privileges of the bit. <laughs> so, so it's uh, well, we've spoken about it, but it's the podcast in book form, but more so. We're, it's not like we're just copying. If you've listened to the podcast, you'll hear new shit. Read new shit in the book. If you've read the book, you'll hear different stuff on the podcast, but it's the same kind of vibe as we go back through The Simpsons and enjoy what made the show so great and talk a little bit about how it changed TV as well. Like, it's not just episode reviews. There's a lot behind it. Um, We'll talk about some of the best guest stars on the show. We're going to talk about some of the best video games that have ever come out of The Simpsons. We've got some exclusive interviews as well as some bits and pieces from other interviews. Trivia galore. Like, even just as a party sort of... I don't, you know, icon, icon, that's not the right word, a party centerpiece. You should buy this book. And then when you've got your boring friends over and you're like, oh my God, these people, why did I invite them? You open the book to like, let's say page 263 and you've got like 80 Simpsons questions there and you can kind of talk without having to actually talk to them. Should and we tell them what might be at the bottom of each page or we want to leave that as a little bit of a gonna, tease? No. Let's tell them, fuck There's going to be a shitload of facts. Yes. Each page is going to have its own fun fact that you may not know about the Simpsons. Mm. Legitimate fun facts, not like those fake facts I was doing on Twitter. Yes. Maybe I'll sneak some of those in, though. <laughs> Alternative facts. And the book, by the way, it's not going to be one of those books that tries to look into shit that's not actually there or imply no. that this is what they meant by this and this no. is what they meant by that. And this is how, you know, 
they thought that they were trying to represent society and all that. It's just us talking about why we love the show and why yeah. the show is so great. And why everyone loved the show. Yes. It's just, as Mitch said earlier, just tapping into the nostalgia of remembering watching The Simpsons as a kid and how great it was. Yes. So the pre-order link is available in the description for this page there. Available on Amazon as well. Yeah. If you want to get a sneak preview, you can jump onto Patreon. Everyone, every uh, $1 subscriber or above, we've opened this up to everyone who is a Patreon supporter. We're not putting this behind levels at all that you can get some early releases, some early drafts. They could st- some stuff will be finished, some will be first drafts, so it's going to be a little bit of a chop and change, but you'll be able to get some exclusive pr- early release content for the book as it comes. 100%. Now, we've had a few questions about Americans getting the hardcover. Do you know the answer to this? Yeah, so right now... It is going to early, like as it stands, it's available in the UK and Australia. It will more than likely become available overseas as well, but it's a different publishing company in America, so we're just waiting on it to be picked up there, is okay. the long version of that answer. So, you will be able to get a hardcover eventually. Yeah, but we will absolutely keep everyone informed as that gets released um, elsewhere around the world. I actually got to, I was talking to one of the people that's going to be doing one of the exclusive interviews, and they asked us if we're going to do a book tour. I thought, how cool would that be? It would be cool. <laughs> at the very least, in store book tours. At the very least, surely we could do something at, in Melbourne. Yeah, we'll do like a book signing at QV or something like that. I'd feel like a dick signing my book though. We're gonna sign everything okay. Everyone's been hanging, <laughs> hanging ship and saying it should say okay. That was there so you guys could write okay. Yeah, yeah. that's the fucking joke. We're, yeah, we set it up for you to have <laughs> the punchline. <laughs> so mailbag, Mitch. That's the joke. Okay, first letter from the mailbag comes from a Mister Oxbig, comma Mike. Oxbig. Oxbig. Comma, Mike. Mike Oxbig. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Mike Oxbig. No, um, if anyone else has any fake names that they want to affix to their emails, please send them through. Hello, chaps. Yes, I'm English. Firstly, I love listening. Thought you guys are... Think you guys are great. My question is, because you are both animal lovers, who yep. or what is your favourite animal in The Simpsons? Mine is the Screamer Pillar from The Frying Game, mm-hmm. Season 13, Episode 21. So funny, the little bastard. P.S. Do you know Mad Max? Now, you've stole that joke from another listener, but I don't mind. P.P. Yes. He's obviously a bit behind. Looking forward to hearing the subplot of Forfinger Discount um, and, and Dando's work situation. What? He's obviously back in episodes where... He's miles behind. He's miles behind. Back <laughs> I'm happy when, now. Back when you were unemployed. Uh, my favourite pet, probably Pinchy. I was going to say Pinchy as well, mm. you son of a bitch. So, I will go with the lamb that turns Lisa to a vegetarian. Yep. Good choice. Certainly changed the way I looked at lambs. I never ate one since. Um, PP, PS, Mitch, hoping that the Pommies will give your boys a good thrashing in the Champions Trophy in June. That's a cricketing reference. Um, there's every chance that our cricketers won't be going to the Champions Trophy in June because they can't sign contracts with Cricket Australia. You know what we haven't done? So I've just come back to Eric from a little while ago. So his idea of us trying to rename the episodes. Yeah, we so, haven't done that yet. So this would have been Lisa in the Malibu State, Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. How could we rename this episode? I didn't think. Fuck. So I'm going to go with the old man and the talking doll. The old man and the talking doll. Yeah, that works. Yeah, mm. well done. Except there already is a few episodes like the old man and the Lisa and whatnot. I don't really give a shit, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to come up with the most original idea in the world. I just wanted something that works. Yeah, no, it works perfectly. Fucking coming up with no ideas of your own and just poo pooing what I have. <laughs> You know what, I'm going to read, like, I haven't read one that's just pure praise for a little while. So, this comes from Sophie Smith, long-time listener, lifetime fan of The Simpsons, born in 94. Just wanted to give you praise and congratulate you on your book from the first podcast of yours I listened to. I was so impressed with the detail, satire, and professionalism professionalism that comes across in the show. I'd love to pretend that I did that on purpose. I appreciate how much effort you guys put into it and it's clearly paying off. It's awesome to see your show improve and your fan base grow over time. And as for the exclusive content on Patreon, well, let's just say it's never been easier to part with my money. The content is well worth the money, plus I have a whole new bunch of films to watch thanks to your recommendations. Smiley face emoji. Keep up the good work and I look forward to what is yet to come. P.S. Dando, amazing news about your nan. I hope she's feeling well and doing better. Sending love to you and your family. Thank you. Sophie Smith, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Sophie. I remember reading that one, actually. Yeah. So, my nan's doing very well. So, very, very happy with the news. Mm. Okay, that's it. That's it for the mailbag. We're done. Mailbag's done. Well, that was fun. I actually enjoyed doing that review more than I thought I was going to. Could you have come up with a lamer way? (laughs) Well... It was fun. That was a good old way to spend an hour. Could not have been a more AM sign off. I just felt this episode, I didn't think we'd have much to talk about. Four finger discount. Yeah. Hands Coming up up on nine o'clock in the evening. 
stick around for Love Song Dedication. Signcast. Oh, oh Rich, love, Richard Mercer's Love Song Dedication. Some legend has put up like two and a half thousand videos on YouTube in a playlist exclusively of Richard Mercer's Love Song Dedication. Two and a half thousand videos? Yeah. He's got the audio of... How the fuck do you make two and a half thousand videos? I don't know. He's just, but he's just got two and a half thousand love song dedications of Richard Mercer. That's great. It's amazing. Like They they range from 30 seconds to like two and a half minutes. So it doesn't play the song. It doesn't play dedica- the song. You it's might, just his dedication. You might get the first couple beats of the song. It's just his dedication. Just his dedication. That's incredible. It's fucking fantastic. How did this person get their hands on the dedications? Uh, he must have just recorded it when it was going to air. Wow. And then converted it digitally or something like that. Because for, for international listeners, Richard Mercer was like a Casey Kasem, but better. Like, he, he had a, a program called Love Song Dedications at Night, and it would just be, you know, this is it's a song for my fiance. I love her, and she's been so wonderful. And he just had this amazing voice, and no matter what was going on, he was always able to tap into... And how did you mean? Uh, no, it'd be more. And how did you mean? Yeah. And how did you mean? Lovely. <laughs> like he, had this, he had that. Cameron great, Dado tries to be that. He had that great fake. Oh, on smooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it thanks was, for listening to me on this cold, wintry night. I hope the music's been warming you. Yeah. Cameron Dado signing off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> there's a little tidbit, guys. You can go out and find some great love song dedications on YouTube by That's searching it. Richard Mercer. That is awesome. Hope you enjoyed our review of Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. Next week we have Deep Space Homer. Ah, oh, yes. Mm. We're going to do a little, I'll tell you what, for our Patreon fans, we're going to throw up a sneak peek of Deep Space Homer. We sure are. It's going to be great, isn't it? It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I have to start recording that right now. Alrighty. Well, Mitch, any final words for the listen before we let them go before we start recording our special sneak peek review of Deep Space Homer? Don't ask me. I'm just a boy. Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea, and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting.